Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brandt-Bernard. We're right back to kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. Do, 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 I could have used that Walzer Care do, do. yesterday. Why? What's up? I stopped and got gas way down in Jordan, and my van wouldn't restart. Oh, um, no. Yeah, I took an Uber, went to visit some friends, and then got back in my van and started right up, drove home. <laughs> well, that's weird. I know. <laughs> Why would so, it do that? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm pretty mechanically inclined. I, I it just didn't it didn't want to start. It was like it was at, it was like it was out of gas. Yeah, I've had that happen a couple times before. And then it's just fired right up. I drove yeah. all the way back to Dayton with no problem at all. I want is arrogant in a line or something? Oh no, I don't trust it now. Well, no. Yeah, I wouldn't trust it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive it around local for a while before so I don't get stuck. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to be messing around with that. No. Yeah, probably not I, getting that, stuck. I hate having car problems. It's just... Could be worse. You could have airplane things. problems. That's true. Well, <laughs> well, I generally am not on a plane every day, so it's... But you that would be worse, yes. You know, but there's just something about cars that don't. I, I used to just have so many crap cars that wouldn't, you know, it just always had problems, and it's just, it's just an enormous pain. Nancy's dad used to fly her to school to Montana State in North Dakota. Pretty and, convenient. And, what? In his little plane, yeah. He used to fly her to school, and they had some really hairy experiences: hailstorms, mechanical issues. <laughs> she can tell you a lot Dream of stories. Come true. Wow, did she have a parachute on at all times? <laughs> <He was a laughs> I would have. Well, he was a crop duster, so that's what he did. So, Well, those don't go too high up in the sky, and I don't think they're no. a real no, but good he, ride, he was, are they? No, he had, he had a, a real plane, a, a Bonanza 225, so with the retractable landing gear, like you know, a regular pl- private plane. So he would fly her in oh. that. School. Oh, he wasn't crop dusting her. No, on the <laughs> way to no crop dusters. Only his, his, all his crop dusting planes. They only held one person. Oh, I thought it was like the two, you know, two birds with one stone kind of thing. No, you know what's amazingly sad about that? What? You know what a crop duster is in the city? Farting. Somebody walking down the hall farting the entire way. <laughs> That's called crop dusting. <laughs> I got a really childish I got a, I got a horse that does that. Farts a lot. <laughs> Never stops, man. Mm. Means they're healthy. 
I suppose it's all true. Well, it's really very sad to announce John Prine has died of coronavirus complications. John Prine, a big name, of course, around the world, but uh, a really big name, you know, folk country singer-songwriter beloved by many, particularly in the Twin Cities. Grammy-winning singer-songwriter John Prine died yesterday of COVID-19 complications, his family said. The 73-year-old folk country artist was admired by such big-name colleagues as Bob Dylan and Chris Christopherson. And as Rolling Stones reports, he helped shape the Americana genre, whose current star is Jason, is it Isbell or Ibell? How do you say his name? I think it's Isbell. I don't know. Is it Isbell? 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 Uh, and Brandy Carlisle, among others who are also fans of his, born in a Chicago suburb to the president of the local steelworkers union, raised on the stars of the Grand Old Opry. Prine started writing songs at a young age. After high school, he became a postal worker, an era during which he wrote many of his classics per Rolling Stone. He was drafted into the Army during the Vietnam War, though he ended up in Germany instead. Upon his return home, Roger Ebert discovered him performing at a Chicago club's open mic night. After Ebert's glowing review of that 1970 performance, Prine started selling out shows, including one attended by Chris Christopherson and Paul Anka. They, too, were impressed, which ultimately led to Prine's deal with Atlantic Records. His self-titled debut album was released in 1971, 50 years ago? Wow. Oh, God, I didn't know it was that long ago. I did not know, ladies and gentlemen, but, uh, yeah, John Prine has died at only 73 years old, died of complications from the coronavirus. What's oh. that? What's that mean? Does he had something else wrong with him? And he had lung cancer. That's what uh, I'm thinking. He had lung cancer. <clears throat> so yeah. So he died of lung cancer, really. And he would have eventually, yeah. most likely. And see, that's the problem we're going through, LA. And I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people die of cancer or other, you know, heart attacks, or whatever. They're still listed as having died from COVID nineteen, yeah. which is not true. Right. I mean, I would so argue I really that wish he they wouldn't did that. die of COVID nineteen, but I mean, yeah. you know, it's like dying of starvation before the meteor that's about to hit you lands. You know, yeah, I suppose you that's were true. gonna die anyway, and you, you know, he died because of the lung cancer. You know, right? If he didn't have lung cancer, he wouldn't have died. Most likely not. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I- so they yeah, go, I, they, I don't know. It seems like that's the uh, what's what's being talked about right now is if somebody tests positive for coronavirus, even if they're hit by a car, yeah, then they're going to be <laughs> then they're going to be listed as a coronavirus casualty. Right. No, it's, funny. it's funny. I, I don't know why. I don't know why they're doing that. Oh, I really fear cells, fear yeah, and controls <clears throat> sensationalize everything. Yep. Yeah, that is, yeah, we do live in a panic-stricken society. You know, I was telling Andy earlier, even when this is over, it's not over. People aren't just going to rush out to pack restaurants and bars and movie theaters. It's going to be life-changing for, I think, forever. In fact, I think it might be the nail in the coffin for movie theaters. I really do. I think you're right. I I think think it might be the end of the big box office. I really do. I think it's over. Oh, that's sad. I mean, there's but so I many do. fun Streaming is just too big, and kids, I mean, I think the movie theater thing's dated, and I'll, it's over. I don't see how they can well, survive they this. Well, and I'll tell you another slant on that is, if people would have shut up and gotten off their phones in movie theaters, Catherine that's and I true. would have gone to a lot more movies, but the young people, in, and it's always young people, Mm. This wouldn't shut up, wouldn't get off their phones. We're in a theater. Would you be quiet so we could watch a movie? The one guy that I almost got in a fist fight with, he um, he wasn't that young. He wasn't? Oh, no. no he people was are, people are just rude, man. They really are. It it's is amazing. Rude. Do you think there's any chance, uh, any of you think there's any chance that once we are on the other side of this thing, people might be a bit more civil and maybe people will actually follow the rules so this kind of stuff doesn't happen again? I think they'll be more civil, but I think people are going to be more distant. People aren't going to be as friendly anymore. They're going to keep their. And I've seen people crossing the street for people, like going on the other side. Like I think people aren't going to socialize at all. I think we're going to be more inverted. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I, I've been. I mean, if I see like a group of kids. Um, skateboarding down the sidewalk, and I've got well, Jude out for a walk. I, I'm, I'm definitely giving them a very wide berth. But I was in Walgreens this morning, 
And everybody was really, really keeping their distance, except for this one guy that just came right up to me and started talking about whether or not they had face masks. And I'm like, I don't work here. <laughs> and if I did, <laughs> yeah. you should probably stay six feet away from me. I mean, he just, he didn't have any, any concept that he, but he shouldn't but he be wanted just a walking mask. right up to somebody. Yeah, but he wanted a mask. <laughs> wanted exactly. A mask, it's like, yeah. Well, that's why I guess is because he can't stop just marching up to people. You know, it's funny because um, who Nancy was saying this yesterday. You know, she works for a business newspaper who's ahead of this stuff, and she was so shocked when she got the notice to go home. And they're like, go home for what? Like, nobody knew about the virus yet when her work told everybody to go home. She's like, why oh, are we yeah. going home? Well, there's this virus. And so who told, like, where did that come from? Like, did somebody call this? their CEO in, in whatever, in North Carolina and say, hey, there's some virus coming? Like, how did these companies hmm. get the news before we got the news? Well, they knew about it back in early january for sure and maybe even earlier um, oh yeah there's uh tweets a, from wasn't people, a secret like governors saying you know uh keep going to the parties and everything don't uh don't worry about this it's all gonna blow over so yeah and now you know two months later they're like i can't believe people aren't listening to us when we tell them not to go to parties <laughs> yeah it's like exactly yeah two months ago you you they heard about the virus and they said well basically they determined that people quarantining would be bad for the economy so they said don't do it yep that's exactly right and by the way it only took 12 days for uh, my prediction on this show and the kq morning show to come true yesterday the powers that be in a certain party on the news brought up brought race into this whole thing you knew <laughs> oh, they yeah, were going to do argument and they did it yeah i see oh, that yeah. i'm surprised they didn't do that right away me too honestly well, They're they did desperate. because it was killing Chinese people more than it did kill any other ethnicity. But well, that's where it started. America brought it over and poisoned them. Oh, yeah. that's right. Then they started yeah, okay. trying to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, here's the deal. I would say this. Of course, black people are being affected. All poor people are more affected by this than anybody else. Poor people of all colors. Yes, black people would be included in that list. But it's all poor people. But you just can't get away from this trying to protect yourself using black people as your shield. Well, the it's other disgusting. thing is well, that it mostly, almost entirely, in fact, kills people who live in cities. And that's right. nearly exactly. all black people live in cities, well, whereas just, white yeah. people are kind of like a mix of half and half. As right. Biden said, poor, poor kids are just as smart as white kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said exactly. You're so poor and so black. Yeah, so poor and so black. That was Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer, yeah. I, I, when are these people going to wise up? Because we had several black people calling the show this morning, the KQ Morning Show. And they said, we, we know. We know uh, what they're doing. We know we're going to have to pay for this somehow. They're just using us. And it's true. They're being used by, by, the, by the news. Not all the news. But the, some of the national news places, like CNN is the biggest one. Yeah, CNN loves to bring uh, African-Americans forward to, to hide behind African-Americans. I mean, I just, disgusting. That's the stuff they say. It's just so out of there, man. Yeah. Even, and Biden is so funny. He, he was talking about when he first met Obama, and he said how clean, clean and how good of self-hygiene he had. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I remember that speech. Look he really did. He said he was clean hygiene, and he had so good clean. hygiene. He did. Oh my god, that was an old Beatles movie. Remember, there was an uh, old guy yeah, in a yep. in a Beatles movie, and they kept on saying, "At least he's clean." At least he's clean. <laughs> did you hear about the podcast thing, uh, LA? No. The the Joe Biden podcast. I did not. There's a place called Babylon. Apparently, he does have a podcast now because he's you know sequestered at yeah, home. Yeah, in his basement. Yeah. Uh, out of his basement. So he does have a podcast, but Babylon B, a website, said, Joe Biden has a podcast, but you can only get it on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. No, that, I don't care who you are, but that's funny. Yeah. That is funny. We have a guest coming up in a couple of minutes. I do want to mention this, though. I, I don't, uh, I've talked to Ellen DeGeneres a couple of times. That was many, many years ago. 
She's really not my cup of tea as far as... She used to be very, very funny back in the day. But here's a woman who came forward and said, I am a lesbian, what, 30 years ago, something like that? Oh, yeah, a long time ago she it, came out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that ended her TV show or not, because she had a TV show at the time. But this is a woman who was brave enough to step up many decades ago, several decades ago, and say, I'm gay, whether you like it or not, that's the way it is, blah, blah, blah. Well, now they're turning on her. Really? What a shock. Yeah. Why would they be turning on Ellen? Because she's very wealthy, and she, she compared being sequestered at home, sheltered in place, to like being in jail. Well, everybody feels that way, right? <laughs> Everything exactly. that goes up must come down. Yep. Here you go. That particular joke didn't land well with everyone. What a great look for Ellen as thousands of people sit in actual jail says just hoping for the best without soap and basic protection. <laughs> mm. Oh, God, you people are so pitiful. Ellen DeGeneres did more for lesbians and gay people than, or more or at least as much as anybody else in the United States. And the second you get a chance to turn on her, because she's rich now, the $27 million mansion, of course, because she's rich, now she's a target too. So the number one thing is if somebody has more money or more success than you, you automatically hate them. Well, it does, it doesn't help when celebrities say stuff like that was funny remember when michelle obama said that being in the white house was like a very nice jail too yeah yeah, she did she got a lot of crap for that and i mean sort of rightfully so i mean they're so out of once once i mean ellen's been very rich for very like decades now right yes yeah so i mean they just lose touch with what it was like to struggle to pay the bills and what's real they don't know one of the people when you're that rich exactly because you never will no. no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is a mistake to try to be just one of the people out there. But and Ellen, that's what she was doing. I don't know a whole lot about you. I haven't talked to you in a long time, but I'm behind you 100%. You deserve every dime you got. You worked hard for it. But above all of that, you stepped up when very few other people would and said, look, I'm a lesbian. I'm gay. If you don't like it, that's who I am. And this is just how she risked her entire life to tell the truth. So maybe you could cut her some slack. What do you think? Right. Yeah, well, like I said, it's what have you done for me lately? Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. That's what the world we live in. You know, we have Dr. John Huber coming up right after this with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Overseas. And the time that he serves. <laughs> Every time I hear hillbilly music like this, I think of Dr. John Huber. You know who this is? John Prine. John Prine. But the morphine. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the grass yeah, it's John Bryan, yeah. 
He was loved by Bob Dylan, and he does sound a lot like Bob Dylan. But He sure does. Dr. John Huber, hayseed that he is. How you doing, Dr. John? <laughs> I am amazing, Tom. How are you? I'm amazing. I just wanted to welcome you with, with loving arms because it's time to, I agree with you, with nonstop reports about how coronavirus appears to be getting worse. I think all of us could use a boost of positive news. Yes. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. So how well, are you, you know, I, I, I have been listening to what, what you've been saying and a lot of other people have been saying, you know, that, that a lot of this is, you know, they're misrepresenting, you know. And, and in fact, mm-hmm. you know, the CDC's told everybody, hey, if you can make the connection, call it call it coronavirus look at look at the number of pneumonia deaths they've dropped significantly after about the fourth of march but you know wait what is what does the coronavirus give us but pneumonia so you know what it doesn't make a lot of sense i think again it's control and scare and fear tactics we got to get over that as a as as a civilization i mean because it's not just happening in the u.s it's worldwide yeah, and it started in it started in China. No matter what China says, it started in China, yeah. Wuhan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was here probably as early as November. Yeah, uh, definitely mm-hmm. January, but uh, more more likely somewhere between November and December. And so at this point, what we got to do is, you know, we got to basically comply. Nobody wants to get us out. I mean, we got here in Texas. If we get found out that we're out, not following the shelter in place thing we get up to a thousand dollar a day fine 180 really? days in jail wow. um, and you know it's like it, it, it it's almost a weird kind of semi-martial law kind of thing yeah. how do they how do they enforce that though? I mean, you still have to go to get your meds at a drugstore or get food right so- right exactly and basically you know the, the police officer i know is like hey if somebody's going you know to grocery store get food i'm not going to say anything if they're going to you know because just about every restaurant can, can give uh, takeout right you gotta so, get food and, yeah and and if you're going to get scripts at, at, at your you know walgreens or whatever so it, how, how do we do it well i think the ones that are really going to do it are the people that are being you know forced into the, the quarantine thing like i was supposed to be in new york next week but the governor came out hey if you go to new york you come back you have to be you have to be quarantine for 14 days you have to tell us exactly where we you're going to be for those 14 days when you get off the airplane and then we're going to have dcs check on you every day and if you're not there then you get fined for each one of those days wow good that's how it should be now as far as travel is concerned (laughs) Catherine and i are Catherine and i are going home on friday we're flying from from palm beach or actually from fort lauderdale to minneapolis but we do not have to, because neither of us have the virus or been exposed to it, we do not then have to be, uh, well, we're sheltered in place, but we can actually go out. We don't have to be quarantined, right? right? Oh, that's good. So I'm glad to hear that, because I didn't need to be quarantined. And the reason I didn't need to be quarantined is because my wife would have to put up with me quarantined, and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm about, the, I'm, I'm about at the end of the stay-at-home <clears throat> oh! threshold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Thank well, you God know I have a dog to walk. <laughs> we're going to have two big old booms at the end of all this. We're going to have nine months from now, we're going to have a whole bunch of babies, coronials. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to have a whole bunch of divorces hitting the court. So. <laughs> yeah, there's already a condom shortage, so definitely lots of babies. What? There's a condom? I didn't that's, know that. Yeah, that's what I, I, no I, I saw some. Well, I mean, you know, it's not an essential... It's not an essential job to go make balloons. I mean, condoms. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, balloons, yes, there you go. <laughs> Whatever works, you know. So do you, doctor, do you think uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel? Now, it looks to me that maybe we can see some light, right? Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I am concerned uh, for industries like, you know, you guys were talking about the movie industry, but I think when we hit the ground, man, we're people are going to want to get out. So there may actually mm-hmm. be a big spike in moviegoers, people wanting to get out, especially with some of these restaurant-slash-mega-movie mm-hmm. places and things like that. And the, people are going to want to get out. And uh, clubs, bars, restaurants, and movie theaters, I think, are going to be the big pop. And uh, we're gonna so. we're going we're gonna to start getting back to civilization as we know it before the corona, but we're going to go for about three months, maybe a little longer, where we're super cautious about our hygiene, and then we're going to kind of roll right back to what we used to do 
Um, that's mm. just the nature of human humankind. You know, we go to the path of least resistance. After a few months, we kind of forget uh, what we went through. Uh, it's why, you know, they talk about in politics how there's a three-month memory. So as long as you can do something to get the news, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, if it's an election year. As long as the last three months before the election, it's not bad. You know what's amazing to me is I remember in 2001, after 9-11, uh, after that period passed through, I thought maybe, you know, maybe people now will come together and they'll follow the rules and they'll be kind and be courteous to one another. It lasted about a month. Then in 2008, when the economy collapsed, they thought, well, now pretty much everybody's broke, so maybe they'll be courteous and kind and they'll be... That lasted about a month. So... I'm, I'm not holding out hope that after this passes through, people might actually act like human beings again. I, I, I wish they would, but I don't know if they're going to. Well, I think, I think they will, but I, again, I don't think it's going to last more than about three months or so, and then we're going to be right back to what we were before. I, I'm hoping yep. that this shelter-in-place is going to fix other issues other than corona. I'm hoping that it's getting people to actually sit down and talk with their family member and have contact with them again and actually look face-to-face, you know, that type of stuff. Now, we do know some of that's happening in a negative way because we have, have had increased calls for, for child abuse and domestic violence. But I think, right. I think those, are, those are just a symptom of people doing that, putting their phones down and spending time with each other. I don't think they're the majority of cases. So I, I want to believe that, that maybe we're going to kind of snap out of this uh, and, and start treating the screen time on our, on our phones more like uh, the, the television, you know, how we, for a while, it really absorbed everybody, and then we just kind of learned to, to mediate it. No doubt about it. I love the fact, who put together this list for you, Dr. Huber, because uh, I like something like the <laughs> 10 pranks to pull on your parents the without getting pranks. into trouble. Oh, That's man. nice. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of people out there pulling the, the toilet paper in people's houses, though, because they've got all this toilet paper. What are they going to do with it? So I think that's the big one that's going to happen after the after the virus is over. So. Yeah, but then we'll know who is hoarding it and who to beat up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better so. keep it your own house then so that nobody... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> You know, I will tell you, we, we, you know, for a while there, we were, we're having a little trouble tracking down toilet paper, but we oh, have, uh, it was today, a nightmare. <laughs> we have about two days, well, not even two days, well, not about two days now, because it's so at uh, 20 minutes too, so. Hey, we could use a roll, roll every four hours now, if we want to. I think, I <laughs> swear I to found, God, I, I think found, I have like 20. I found some sandpaper really cheap over it. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, I love this. Since many are quarantining at home with parents and family, the pranking audience may be a bit limited. Plus, if you pull some pranks that are really brutal, there's nowhere to escape from the rage of the person you pull the prank on. Yeah, I suppose that's probably true. Pranks to pull on your parents without getting in trouble. For anyone looking for a little human relief during this unprecedented time, you'll be happy to know that April Fool's Day, you know, Pat came and came and went. Right. I, I did love it, by the way. One of my favorite things with that, uh, again, that Babylon B was, CNN tells real news as <laughs> yes, an April Fool's Day prank. April Fool's, that's a real story. April Fool's. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I'm concerned, though, with these pranks. You know, so we've been sequestered or, or sheltering in place for so long. I think any of these pranks are going to, you've you got to be prepared to deal with the consequences of them. You know, except yeah, for maybe the battery, right. removing the battery, because, you know, what do you do? Oh, you know, hey, I ran out of my adult toy batteries. I had to steal some from the remote control. <laughs> I mean, what? How do we, you know, they're not, they're not going to, like, fight you over that, I hope, you know. So. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, one of the first ones, and I'm reminded of, of a video you see on America's Funniest Home Videos at least once a year where kids will put a rubber band around the handle with the, the kitchen oh, yeah. sprayer. Oh, spray I would get hit. so oh. mad about that. They, the parents turn on the tap and they get sprayed like there's no... One of my favorites is there's about a probably 70-year-old guy. He turns on the water, just just gets hosed down oh. because of the rubber band on the handle. And he goes, <laughs> turns around and he goes, he goes, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's oh, very yeah, that would be me, too. See, and I do most of the cooking when I'm home, so it's like, man, I... Oh, you do? Uh, yeah, I love to cook. I love to eat, man. I mean, hey, 
So <laughs> what do you like? What do you like to cook? Oh man, but you know my favorite. Actually, I, I love steak. I just love being out on the grill. Oh, yeah. In fact, we had fillets wrapped in bacon last night. And, you know, it's the one thing my my family everybody eats regardless. If they're sick, whatever. You know, they it doesn't matter. They'll eat steak in my house. So. <laughs> well, we Catherine and I got very lucky in that during this entire time down in Florida. Like I said, we get to go home on Friday. Looking forward to that. But during our entire time of the shutdown. About a half a city block from our house, there's a Morton's, and uh-huh. they will make whatever you want for takeout. Oh, oh my God. We've been eating really well, baby. Yeah, cheap prices, <laughs> too. Awesome. Yeah, that's, Oh, yeah, are, Morton's, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, they're like, uh, yeah. it's an $11 for a good Lord. That hamburger must have been oh, almost man. a pound, pound and a half. Yeah, it, it was, was huge. It was huge. Which I mean, eleven dollars for a hamburger is a lot of money, but for Norton, I think Martin's, it's usually it's twenty so bucks. At least, Probably. yeah, in New York City, you're talking twenty, twenty-five bucks. Yeah, and uh, all their wine for people that are interested in Morton's, uh, they're they're doing fifty percent off every bottle of wine under four hundred dollars. Oh God! Well, good Amazing. deal. Get that three ninety-nine bottle now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just lock them all in. Take them all home with you. No, it's I, I. I am really kind of surprised that I haven't seen more people in each other's face screaming at each other. People angry on the streets. I haven't seen any of that. Because they're not outside. Well, maybe that's the reason there's nobody <laughs> yeah, else. There's there. not many people <laughs> on the streets. Yeah, home. they're ranting in their houses. They're not ranting. In yes. Their faces, <laughs> yeah. So. They're ranting on their keyboards. God, it just. I don't know. This, so this thing will come and it will go, and I'm, I, they say by you know June or July we should be past it, or we'll turn the corner. Uh, they're saying now, as far as Minnesota is concerned, probably turn the corner by May first, which is only about two and a half weeks away, something like that. Um, but then, of course, they're talking about it returning in the fall. Do you see that happening, Doctor Huber? Well, I mean, it, you, you have to realize now it's, it's in our environment, and just like the, mm-hmm. the rhinovirus that gives us the cold every year, the thing is, we just we haven't adjusted to it. And I think I think this is when it's all said and done, we're going to find out that maybe we over overreacted. You know, the the reason why we have such a quote unquote high percentage death rate is because we don't really know how many people actually have the virus. And it's it's a numbers game, and they're they're it's a win win if they if they tell everybody to shelter in place. If they tell you not to, and it becomes a death trap, then then the politicians lose. So right. um, I think I think it's going to be around forever. Now we're just going to have to deal with it like the flu and and the cold and allergies and everything else. And uh, it, it's just going to be a par for the course. Now. Will we have better ways to treat it? I think there are already some good mechanisms out there treating it. The doctor in New York who's had well over 700 patients, and, and uh, they've all survived with his treatment, and it has to do with the malaria drug. And, yeah, it's not an antiviral, but there are mechanisms in our body that prevent the virus from actually being able to replicate. So just because it doesn't go and directly kill the virus doesn't mean it doesn't stop the, the viral load that happens. So, uh, you know, there are ways to deal with this. I think we're going to hit the ground running, like I said before, in about three, three, four months afterwards, we'll be back to what we were, and we'll be back uh, moving forward. You know, it's like my hospitals are full, but not with coronavirus patients. I mean, my hospitals are full with people with disability, with emphysema, with all these other cancers and things like that. And, you know, if they get any cold or flu, you know, it's going to potentially be life-threatening. So uh, do, do I think it's serious? Yeah, we should take any of these diseases serious. Is it something that's going to decimate the, the human race? I don't think so. We will close with this because L.A. Nick is a nice Italian boy from Philadelphia. <laughs> this is one of the... Pri- and he's been uncharacteristically, I can't speak. Quiet? Quiet. Yeah, he really has. <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, I was just thinking. I um, just thinking that's all. Thinking about the steak. <laughs> He's thinking about having a steak tonight. Um, this is from one of the pranks that Dr. Huber sent us, pranks to pull on your on your family. You'll love this one, L.A. Nick. 
My brother has been replacing family photos with pictures of Steve Buscemi, and my mom hasn't even noticed. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I love that one. That was one of my favorite ones. Oh, uh, look at all these pictures of Steve great. Buscemi in their house. She doesn't even notice. <laughs> Who really looks at them? Well, no, no. Really no one. I mean, that's, that guy, that's that astronaut on Armageddon. It wasn't that actor. What are you talking about? I bet you my mom, yeah, my yeah, mom right. wouldn't notice. <laughs> Your mom wouldn't notice exactly. either? No. Hmm. Well, it could be. It could be. Only if you're dusting. Maybe when she cleaned, yeah, when she dusted, she might, yep, she might notice. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I did notice, Dr. Huber, is I looked around at all yeah. the photos in my house, and I'm not in any of them. Is that a bad <laughs> sign? You know, that's what I see right now. I mean, I'm sitting here sheltering in place. <laughs> you know, I, I'm in that same situation now. That's, that's kind of scary, man, maybe. <laughs> We were on the golf course, Tom. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Dr. Huber, always a great pleasure. Stay safe, stay sheltered in place, and we'll get through this, and uh, we look forward to talking to you very soon, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, and you have a good trip back to Florida, and I hope hope everything's well for you guys, and talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks very much. Bye. We will be back right after this with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Neil's, there you go. There you go. Actually, there's a good lead-in song right there. Indeed. Um, a little bit of bad news for landlords out there. I don't Uh-oh. know if you've seen this number or not, but uh, 7 million people in America did not pay their rent on April 1st. Well, Seven wow. What's the normal number, people. though? Because I wonder if that's even that high. That didn't pay or... Yeah, what's the normal what number the yeah. before Corona? Yeah, like, you know, last year, how many people on April 1st didn't pay their rent? Because I have a feeling it's a lot. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> yeah, the <maybe>. same. <clears throat> I don't know. A lot of people didn't pay their rent. That is all I know, man. All my boarders paid on time. They did? Yep, everyone. I was pretty surprised, actually. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that. That's a good thing. Uh, but in any case, uh, Bernie Sanders has folded up the tent. He ends his bid for <laughs> the did? presidency. Yep. Oh, I didn't yep. know that. He folded and, it up just now. And uh, Trump thanked Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> he did. Why? What did he say? <laughs> for it. God, he just can't. God. He can't stop, stop himself. No, he can't. Good Lord. What is it? What, what do you mean he blamed he, Elizabeth Warren? He, uh, oh, let me look well, he, Elizabeth he Warren tweeted helped. out something yeah. on... Let's see. She here. stole Bernie's votes. I think, to tell you the truth, it's really, really good news that maybe the people themselves in the far 
left of the Democratic Party are nowhere near as nuts as the people on CNN and MSNBC and places like that. I Those agree. people have lost their minds. Okay, so his tweet an hour ago, Bernie Sanders is out. Thank you to Elizabeth Warren. If not for her, Bernie would have won almost every state on Super Tuesday. This ended just like the Democrats and the DNC wanted, same as the crooked Hillary fiasco. The Bernie people should come to the Republican Party. Trade. That's what his tweet was an hour ago. There you go. Bernie's out. He said he suspended it, but now they're saying that you can suspend it all you want. You're done. I just don't know how people can look at Biden and say he's electable, man. He he can't even speak. He's not. I mean, that's the whole problem. We got one guy who won't shut up and the other one who can't talk. And he definitely is having, really he's definitely having senior moments. I mean, he is. He, he no doubt. Say it. I know a lot of senior citizens. He's having senior moments. It's... I When I'm getting a migraine, like usually a day or two before I'm like going to really get a bad migraine, I, I can start sounding like that. I'll just be like, I can't come up with words. I don't know what's going on. It's it's kind of like I just shut up for two days, but you can't yeah. really do that as a politician no. if, if he can control it at all. I suppose and, not. And how old is Biden? Seventy-five uh, or six, something like that. Yeah. How old is Biden? That's I, don't even know man. I think you might. Well, be right. going to find out. He's like 76 or something like that. He's 77. 77? 77 now. Oh, that's okay. just, that's, You're going to let the guy 77. No. So we got a guy 74 and a guy 77. Because isn't Trump 74 years old? He don't seem like it. I think. Yeah, no, he, he does pretty well. He does seem to. He He's got a lot, a lot of energy, man. Uh, yes. He does. Well, oh, well Trump uh, is almost 74. He's got about two months to go. Wow. Yeah. He's pretty yeah. good for 74. Uh, but yeah, he was the oldest president ever elected at the age of seventy. So I mean, wow. a, a seven-year jump. Really? I mean, that's unprecedented. There's never that been a seven-year jump. How old was like Reagan that. when he was? Reagan was, well, he was old. Uh, yeah, was Reagan one really? year younger than Trump. Sixty-nine. Mm-hmm. Sixty-nine and three hundred forty-nine days. So you know, uh, pretty close. Who's the youngest president? Is that Kennedy? what he was really? The youngest was Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. JFK oh, was, was close, but and then and then Clinton. Well, you have to be thirty, right? You'd be thirty-five. Thirty-five. I think. Thirty-five. Yeah. I think. God, yeah. I would hope like so. years to go, then I can, can become the youngest president elected. in history. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if we elected anybody in their twenties? That would be really oh God, yeah. horrible. It would be hard. You know, one one thing I'll tell you, I'm very very upset about is unlike uh, Donald Trump. Uh, neither Bernie Sanders nor Joe Biden has invited me to lunch yet, so I'm very upset about that. You know, I just I don't. Time. I just can't even imagine a debate between Trump and Biden. I just can't even see it. Oh We're God! Well. Oh God! It's going to be hideous. I can't even see it. Do you think this might be an FDR deal? Because the reason that FDR ended up going three rounds is because of wartime. Do you think there might not be an election? No, they said there's definitely going to be. Even Trump said right. Trump said it the other day. He said there will absolutely be an election. Well, what, ha- what happened in Milwaukee with people having to stand in the rain for 8 million yeah. hours yeah, yesterday? Yep. Whatever happened. Did they get the count? cities that are messed up, man. Can't pull it together. They got a lot of problems. <clears throat> they do have a lot, a lot of problems. And I, I don't know, like, like I said, I, the only... The only the fear, a fear that I have, I shouldn't say the only fear, but a fear that I have is if Trump does get elected again, he cannot be reelected. So you think he's going to open up, he's open now. You think he's going to hold oh. back? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even imagine God. what he's going to say when he can't be thrown out of office. They're not going to impeach him again, and he can't be reelected, so he's not going to give a rat's ass. Uh, he might. He might be. Thing. He might be setting up somebody else to run, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. He's got that's a lot a of people in his camp. You know, Mike Pence is a very religious guy. He's got some weird deal about he will only be in a room alone with one woman, and that's his wife. And I mean, it's that's a little odd, but well, that's probably not a bad idea. You know, I was just going to say it's yeah, pretty smart today, man, no, that's not true. to be in a room with a woman by yourself. <laughs> You know, thinking about it, I do avoid that. I didn't even, I didn't realize I was avoiding it, but I, I, I do avoid it. I do too. I don't blame you. It's just uh, such it's a sexy deal. beasts. I have you some, know, they I, all want me. So, I have you some know. borders to come out, and I don't go in the barn long with them or 
in the tack mm-hmm. room along with them. Just, I wouldn't. I don't. I agree. It's not a good idea. Bernie Sanders, who saw his once strong lead in the Democratic primary evaporate as the party's establishment swiftly lined up behind rival Joe Biden. Well, that was what the hell did he say again that ended his career? God, he had some red. Oh, what, that Fidel Castro was a great guy. Oh, yeah. Bernie Sanders. Bernie, yeah, Fidel Castro. Yeah, he a great started guy. going hard on the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love communism thing. And yeah, a lot yeah, he of Cubans did. didn't like that. No, they did not. He lost Florida on that day, and he never recovered from it. There is no doubt about that. The Vermont senator's announcement makes Biden the presumptive Democratic nominee to challenge President Trump in November. Axios acknowledges the damage done by fellow Democratic hopefuls who dropped out and subsequently endorsed Biden. But it adds that the coronavirus has been smothering what was a very challenging comeback attempt. Uh, Yeah, it was a very challenging comeback attempt. There's no question about that. Bernie Sanders is a psychopath. I hope you do understand that. He always has been. been. Yeah, he's been the same his whole entire career. His whole life. Yeah, he said the same thing. Here's a guy thrown out of a kibbutz in Israel because he wouldn't work. (laughs) That's the guy you want as president of the United States, huh? Yeah. Plus, who could stand that for four years? Uh, I was talking to the man yesterday, and he told me... Oh, God, I couldn't listen to it for four years. Could you? No. I don't know what a turd that man is. I oh, never, I, I've never gone after him, but now that he's not going to be around anymore, he is <laughs> mentally ill. He's, oh, he's nuts. He's crazy Bernie, man. He is. <laughs> he is crazy Bernie. Like, would you, I really wish, can we get some just even keel person who will just work really hard? No. You got one of those? <laughs> you can't. I can't believe can't this is the of best of the people that they could find I know. for president. I really can't. Couldn't I, agree more. It's mind-boggling. This is the best you can get, huh? Well, that's that's everything. I mean, huh? well, who wants the job, really? I mean, you have to be slightly psychotic to even want the job. True. No, but no, I would never want to. God, would you want I mean, I, because you're going to have, I mean, no matter, I don't care if you are the best human being that ever walked the planet Earth. Half the people are going to hate you. Yeah, but it's, a, you're pay- not the right it's a paycheck for life for four years of work. It is. You're absolutely right. So you have, to, you have to keep you're that in mind. Right. So some some guy in his 40s who's politically motivated, it's a it's a paycheck for life for four years of work. I mean, it yeah. is. Well, so are a lot of political um, positions, and you don't have to be Yeah, but not like president. You get Secret Service for life. You get oh, everything yeah, for life, you for your yep. whole family for life. It's a big mm-hmm. paycheck. Absolutely true. Like after 10 years, who cares if somebody assassinates them? <laughs> Do you think I should have run for governor back in the day? Well, probably. I was asked to. I was asked to run for governor many, many years ago, and I wonder. You don't have the temperament. Yeah. Well, they did kind of. uh, I would have what? You would have lost it. Yeah, you would have freaked out. I could never be a politician. As soon as the news media started like digging into my personal life, I'd like threaten to burn them down and go to jail. What do you have going on there, Andy? <laughs> really? Yeah, what are you up to? They make stuff up. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> they do make stuff they up. They lie right about, about your buddy. personal life to make you look bad. This well, is true. The very first guy that wanted to meet with me, I had lunch with him. He said, would you ever consider running for public office? Because we're looking at this, that, and the other thing. I said, well, I don't know. He said, so what do you think if you were the governor of Minnesota, what would be the first thing you would do? I said, I would get a huge, giant blow-up of Jackie Gleason and just say, <laughs> get out. <laughs> That's what I would do. You're not contributing. Get the hell out of the state. Go live somewhere else. You don't want to contribute to all of our good times and and the good feelings and all the rest of it. Get the hell out. Go move somewhere else. And he didn't think that would fly very no, well. No, that work. <laughs> you don't think that would work? Too I well? couldn't stand being. Um, well, I, I could probably be a politician in a in a role that doesn't really warrant public scrutiny. Which I mean, a, a lot of Congress people and senators, if they're not out there tweeting. Their hatred for everybody and carrying on and on oh, and on. God. People really don't pay much attention right, to them. Stay really, under, stay under the radar. Yeah, if yeah, I could probably do that, except for the fact that I just I can't stand lies and unfairness. Um, so I, I just don't think I. How many colleagues do you think you could have that would be honest in yeah. not many. Not many. No. So it would be really. It would be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to sleep probably the entire time. It'd be a lot of stress. Yeah. It would be. I love this. 
Gopher Baroque. Get it? Gopher Baroque. Mm. Ah. Ah. I hate, get it. Hate to see Bernie go. Now it's time to rally the troops to back Biden to stop the destruction of the once great United States. Um, what destruction of the United States? What are you seeing that I'm not? Look, coronavirus is not anyone's fault. I don't care who you want to blame, unless you want to blame the Chinese, of course, because they could have kept it controlled and contained, and they didn't. But um, I, I just... Although what they're destruction blaming, they're of the blaming, United States? They're blaming Trump. I saw a Huffington Post article today saying it's his fault that we don't have any any uh, mask and gowns and all this stuff. That he didn't Why stock, is it his fault? He didn't stock up in the last yeah, four well, years. Yeah, well, who did, did Obama? No. No. <laughs> there was nothing left in the closet when he opened the... We had no ammunition for our army, even. We had no parts for our... We had no parts for our planes. It's still weird thinking... That Obama left all those judge seats open. I wonder why he didn't fill those. Like, well, he didn't more it. than any president in history except Washington. Yeah, no, it's true. Maybe nobody fit his high standards. Uh, one thing I want to point out, ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance, just look at Donald and Donald. What you will see is a cartoon picture of Donald Duck. And then when you flip it upside down, which is the next uh, little little box just to the right of it, when you flip Donald Duck's head upside down, it looks just like Donald Trump. <laughs> because a bill is his hairstyle, you know, that wavy swoop. hairstyle. He's got the swoop. He's got the swoop going. It's hilarious. It looks just like him. He's got that really stern look in his eye. It's very, very good. <laughs> if you get a chance, check it out. But, uh, you know, we'll see. With Bernie out of the way, it's now a two-way race for best dementia patient. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cold. Oh. Gart, what's wrong with you? The best dementia patient right between now. Donald Trump and Joe Biden. But right now, Biden gets zero press. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to get any. I don't see. There's. I just don't see him getting elected. I just don't. I don't well, know. Who can but, swoop in and take it? Who do you think? You can't. It's impossible now. It's too late. Really? Well, about, oh, yeah. about Andrew you, you, Cuomo? No, Couldn't he no, do it? No one can run anymore. It's over. You had, you had oh, a, it's you, over. Yeah, the last state, the place you could register was Guam, and that was three months, or two months oh, ago. Oh yeah, that's true. It's over. I you, don't think no one can run. I don't think, I don't think Cuomo could win even if no, even if he no, got no, a no trillion way. dollars no, right no now Italian because New York be elected president. No, I don't know about that, but I think the problem he's got, the problem he has is that, yes, now all of a sudden New Yorkers are madly in love with him and all that kind of stuff, but everybody else is kind of pissed off at New York. For not shutting down in the first place and for carrying on and on that they didn't get ventilators when they did and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, everybody's just a little not – the rest of the country is not really happy with New York from what I'm reading. No. so I don't I don't think that the rest of the country would vote for him. But I don't I think any Italian or any Jew could get elected president of the United States. I'm sorry. Why? Ever? Why in not, why? Not, not men. I just it's there's too much too much uh discrimination against both in different ways that I don't think the general public would elect a Jewish man or an Italian man as president. Well, I can see the Italian because of the mob. Right. I mean, yeah, people would instantly start mobsters, thinking of the right? mob, yeah. Yeah, and a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of de- discrimination against Jewish people, trust me. There is. Yeah, there is. No, you're absolutely right. We've got to take a break. We'll be back. We'll be back with Hour 2 with the family.